Spirit Radio Podcasts. Well, the people of Ireland voted to remove the recognition of the right to life of the unborn from the Constitution in a referendum in May. Now, the legislation that the government plans to introduce in the wake of the referendum has not been brought before the Oireachtas yet. That will be, I suppose, when the rubber hits the road, so to speak. And it's great to see, uh, for perhaps for the first time, the full implications of the May vote. You, on the other hand, you could say it's very uh, sad that some of these implications weren't discussed at length during the referendum. One of the most uh, contentious issues issues is going to be conscientious objection I imagine and that is the right of doctors and other healthcare workers to say I do not want to participate whether it's directly or indirectly in carrying out abortions. Well Love Both has launched a campaign seeking this genuine freedom of conscience for doctors and healthcare workers on the line to tell us more is Cora Sherlock of Love Both. Good morning Cora how are you? Good morning Wendy I'm good thanks. Well when when do we know when the legislation is likely to come before the Dáil and has there been much discussion on uh, on the issue since the referendum passed? Well the legislation should most likely come before the Dáil um, towards the end of September beginning of October and um, now that's presuming that the uh, challenge the challenge which is ongoing to the referendum result doesn't uh, continue any further because the referendum result itself can only be certified once that is finalised. But if we presume that that is going to be the case, the legislation is going to come before the doll uh, in the next couple of weeks. And at that stage, really, it's very important for people to start thinking about things like conscientious objection. Like you say, it was something that just didn't come up at all during the referendum campaign. Minister Simon Harris certainly didn't bring it up when he was talking about his abortion uh, legislation plans. And unfortunately, the uh, leader of the opposition, Micheál Martin, didn't critique even very basic things uh, like conscientious objection. He just went along with everything that the government uh, was saying. Um, and that was that was a real pity because we've missed out on this very important discussion. That in terms of this issue not actually being discussed, it is quite a stark. I remember a number of weeks ago we had a discussion with a GP after a survey had been carried out on GP Buddy, and I think it was quite a large sample size, about two and a half thousand GPs participated, and the majority, seventy five percent, said they didn't think that abortion up to twelve weeks should be a GP led service, which is what the government is proposing. So there obviously has been very little consultation with government and GPs. The very people they expect to carry out this service. Yes, and I think this is really uh, one of the very unusual features of the whole debate and it's something that ties into the campaign that we're running on freedom of conscience for doctors and healthcare workers. Um, The fact is that the Minister for Health didn't discuss his plans with GPs. He just presumed that they would go along with it and in fact they are not going along with it. As you see, there's huge numbers of doctors in this country who are very upset about this. They're going into their GP surgeries today um, intending to do what they've always trained to do, which is to save lives, protect lives. And now this act is going to be foisted on them um, if the minister doesn't change his plans. And it's going to say that they don't have to perform an abortion, but they do have to refer on to somebody who will perform that abortion and end the baby's life. And that really just makes them a cog in the wheel, essentially, of the abortion procedure. They would have to play an active role in the abortion taking place, which is just, I mean, it's a, it's a real attack on uh, human freedom. It's something that we can't allow to happen in a free society. Do you think when people cast their vote in May Corps, they probably just assumed that freedom of conscience was something that was uh, covered? You know, they just assumed, well, of mm. course, that would be the case. 
Yeah, and I think that this is something where the minister has been a bit misleading because he has talked about freedom of conscience, opt-outs will be available. But when you look at the heads of the bill, it's very clear what he's talking about is that doctors won't be obliged to perform the abortion, but they will be obliged and forced to refer on to someone. So they will know if the minister gets his way, uh, doctors will be obliged to say, I'm sending you to somebody who will end the life of your baby. And that's just not good enough. Um, And that's why we've launched our campaign, which is available on the uh, Pro-Life Campaign website, www.prolifecampaign.ie. It just asks people to take a couple of minutes to send a virtual postcard online to their local representatives, asking them to stand up for doctors and make sure that doctors are not forced to take part in abortion procedures which end the lives of their babies, of of women's babies throughout the country. Cora, what about those who would say, and you mentioned the draft legislation there, where um, those who would have read it, including GPs, would have seen before before the vote on abortion that this was going to be an issue, yet even the GP body survey, for example, was carried out after the referendum. Why, Why were they not raising their concerns while this discussion was going on? Well, there were GPs who raised their concerns. I suppose, um, I mean, there was a there was a strong group of of doctors and other healthcare workers, Medical Alliance for the Eight. There was Doctors for Life. These people were out during the campaign, but I suppose it's like everything else, Wendy. Uh, during a referendum campaign, it's very difficult to make your voice heard, particularly when you've got a minister for health who's only listening to lobbying groups like Doctors for Choice. He's He's talking about and quoting doctors who who agree with him, who agree that abortion should be allowed. Um, you know, the media is not representing the thing fairly. I think that's that's a true representation of what happened. Um, and again, as I say, despite the fact that there were outstanding Fianna Fáil TDs who represented the membership of the party who were opposed to repeal of the Eighth Amendment, we had a very difficult situation when you have the, the leader of the opposition, Micheál Martin, who should have been there challenging these things, bringing them up and saying, you know, this is something in a, in a free society we need to talk about, the right of doctors to genuinely opt out. He just didn't do that. And, you know, unfortunately, we were failed. The debate was failed as a result. So what are you calling on the government to do? What we're saying is that if there is to be freedom in society um, and if doctors themselves are to be allowed a choice, which is what we all have been told is something that is is of value, then they must be given a genuine right to opt out of abortions. And that means they shouldn't have to play any role in uh, the provision of an abortion in the ending of a baby's life. And if the minister is determined to push through his legislation and put this um, abortion plan into place, then it's up to him to provide the facilities without requiring doctors who have entered into the medical profession to save lives, without requiring them to take part in procedures that will end babies' lives for no medical reason whatsoever. I mean, you have to remember that there is no medical evidence anywhere in the world to show that an abortion is good for a woman's health, but there is evidence to show that it may be detrimental. So he can't oblige those doctors to ignore those, ignore that evidence and still railroad on and refer on for abortions. 
Do you think core people have, um, and even the government themselves, have understood the wide-ranging implications when it ter- in terms of freedom of conscience? I mean, it's not just GPs, for example. You know, for those who have a conscientious objection, if an abortion is carried out, let's say, in a maternity hospital, um, everybody down to midwives, the p- porters, cleaning staff, those who check that, that woman in, this actually mm. affects a wide range of people. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think they haven't discussed or fully comprehended the ripple effect um, that goes through. I mean, abortion is not like anything else. You know, it's, it is a very peculiar thing. It has one aim and one aim only, which is to end the life of a baby. And if, as you say, you are somebody who's working in a hospital, if you're a porter who's working in a hospital, um, wheeling, you know, taking women in and pushing them in wheelchairs or whatever you're still part of that system. And I think we've got to start respecting the fact that people don't want to be involved in abortions at all. I heard the minister just this week talking about how he respects the views of people who voted no in the referendum. And let's remember that there were over 700,000 people, a third of the electorate who went to vote that day, voted no. That's a huge number. If he genuinely respects them and if he genuinely respects uh, the wishes of doctors and healthcare workers who don't want to be involved, then he must open up the whole issue of conscientious objection and figure out how it's going to operate in such a way that it doesn't trample on the rights of people who say, I don't want to go home at night knowing that I had any part to play in the ending of a baby's life. That's the fact. And I'm afraid that if the minister is not prepared to do that, uh, then this will become a very major issue. And indeed, it will become an election issue because it's just so fundamental to uh, a free society. How can people voice their concerns, Cora? What's the best way for people to let politicians know that they're unhappy with this issue? I think the best thing to do is to go to our website, www.prolifecampaign.ie, send that virtual postcard, let your local representatives know that you're concerned about this issue, know that it's something that you're aware of, um, and that it is troubling you that doctors and healthcare workers may be forced into this situation and that you don't want it to uh, become something that just slips under the radar and happens um, and that, you know, that we want our local representatives to stand up for doctors. That's what we're saying. Now is the time to do it before the legislation gets passed because once it's in there, it's going to be very difficult to pull it back. Cora Sherlock, thanks so much for joining us on the programme this morning. That's Cora Sherlock involved with Love Both and the Pro-Life Campaign. And if you want to send one of those e-cards to your local government representative, you can go on to prolifecampaign.ie. Uh, I mean, conscientious objection, of course, for doctors and healthcare workers is one issue. Uh, but also uh, another issue is the fact that if you... Um, are unhappy with abortion that the tax that you pay is going to be used to and connected to funding these abortions which also I would imagine for a lot of people is quite distressing Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast Don't miss out Subscribe today Find out how at spiritradio.ie